Hi, folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. I have a very special episode for you here today. We're here with my buddy, the one and only Sean T, the creator of Insanity, Size, and host of ABC's My Diet is Better Than Yours. If you take Sean's advice to heart, it may just change your life. So listen to this one. Now, you may have seen the viral video where Shanti called me up after I convinced him to try butter in his coffee. You can ask him yourself, but I'm pretty sure he liked it. Butter and bacon are going mainstream, baby. Now, before we get to the show, here's a quick reminder that you can get a huge discount on the best meal plans we've ever put together. If you want to get results from the wild diet, check this out. You can get the exact meals Kurt ate on the ABC show to lose 16 pounds pounds the first week, 57 pounds in seven weeks, and a total of 87 pounds in just 14 weeks. He also dropped an astounding 22% body fat with the wild diet. And now you can try it yourself at home. After years of researching and coaching the most effective, permanent, and healthy principles behind rapid fat loss and total body recomposition, we developed the Wild Diet 30-Day Fat Loss Program. Since then, thousands of fat burners from all corners of the globe have lost 20, 50, or even more than 100 pounds using the Wild Diet Fat Loss Program. In the program, you'll get the most effective method of meal and nutrient timing to best stimulate fat loss and muscle recovery, the exact recipes you need so you can enjoy chicken parmesan, chocolate pudding, and even cheesecake while dropping fat, the facts about how much protein you really need 30 days of fat burning wild diet meal plans to get you rapid results and tons more and if you grab it today you'll even get a listener discount all you have to do is type in from any device fatburningman.com slash 30 days that's the number 30 d-a-y-s once again that's fatburningman.com forward slash the number 30 d-a-y-s fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. Thanks so much and enjoy it. All right, so on today's show with Sean T, the creator of Insanity, you're about to learn what Sean does when he doesn't feel like exercising, why Sean eats carbs, how to get fit by dancing, the behind the scenes scoop on my diet is better than yours, and much more. All right, let's go hang out with Sean. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and Future Greens. Let me ask you something. Did you eat your veggies today? All of them? Believe it or not, fewer than 10% of adults and children in America get their recommended fruits and veggies in daily. That is absolutely atrocious. And many millions of us are suffering from disease, obesity, and ill health as a direct result. So my wife Allison and I decided to do something about it. Now you can double your intake of fruits and veggies in less than 60 seconds without the sugar or carbs. We're excited to bring you our new superfood greens powder called Future Greens to make it easy to get organic, nutrient-dense veggies in every day, no matter where you are. Future Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, and filling prebiotic fiber from whole organic veggies, sprouts, algaes, and berries, including kale, beet, parsley, collard greens, cauliflower sprouts, broccoli sprouts, spirulina, chlorella, blueberries, raspberries, and much more. 
Since Future Greens is preserved, you can get your greens on even when fresh produce, salads, and smoothies are far out of reach. Future Greens makes getting nutrition easy, and it tastes great if I do say so myself. Future Greens is a smart and convenient source of nutrition for disaster preparedness, road trips, camping, athletics, and more. It travels great in the car, on the plane, or in a spaceship. Just make sure you activate artificial gravity before opening. Basically, it's like vegetables from the future. So if you're looking to increase your energy and health without the crash from caffeine or sugar, meet your new best friend, Future Greens. As a listener of Fat Burning Man, you can get a 20% discount to try it yourself right now. Just visit fatburningman.com forward slash greens to get over 20% off when you subscribe and save. You'll get our coolest new concoction from Wild Superfoods called Future Greens. Again, just head on over to fatburningman.com forward slash greens to get over 20% off your purchase. We'll see you there. All right, folks, today I'm stoked to be here with the one and only Sean T. Sean's the creator of some of Beachbody's best-selling fitness programs, including Insanity, Hip Hop Abs, Focus T25, Insanity Max 30, and Size. He shared the stage with Val Kilmer in the musical version of The Ten Commandments, toured with Mariah Carey, appeared in Pippin, Applause, Six Feet Under, the feature film Beauty Shop, and is the esteemed host of My Diet is Better Than Yours on ABC. Fun fact, Sean also gives some of the best bro hugs of all time. Sean, I'm so happy you're here, man. Thanks for having me here. And you give the bro hugs back. And that (laughs) is, you know, I really believe that the embrace and the touch of someone can tell a lot of things. And and for so long, you know, when you're growing up, especially for me, going to college and becoming a man and going to these leadership conferences and so on and so forth, you have the handshake, like the handshake is like, you know, how strong is the handshake? How firm is it? It can tell you a lot about a person, but I'm like, I'm a completely, I live off emotions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the reason why I do what I do is because of people's emotions. Like people want to get healthy, you want to eat better. All of this stems from an emotional response that you're going to get from achieving something. So when I hug somebody, it's, it's synonymous with the handshake. I'm like, I have to let you know, that where my energy is, because I want to feel open to you and what you have to offer me in this life. And not all the time it works. Some people are like, why are you hugging me so closely? (laughs) But, you know, you responded in a way of like, you were like, oh, because for me, if I hug someone and they pat me on the back, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I look at that. Right, right, they're tapping out. I look at it as a, a, a... sometimes uncomfortability, like I don't know you or you're mm-hmm. getting in my space. And it's fine if they do that. However, I, when I hug someone, I slowly bring my arms <laughs> off of their body. So they know, like, I want to prolong this yeah. embrace yeah. so I can really know who you are. So that's why I give the breast bow hug, bro hugs and you give them back. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, I learned from from my mom. She always does the heart to heart hugs. You have to hold it for at least six seconds. You grab right on there. The bear hug, there's something about that. It's just the real thing. And that's, that's what I want people to to know about you because I I think you resonate with so many people and obviously you've had great success with what you do because you are so open. You meet so many people who, you know, they, they reach a certain level in their career and all of a sudden they're kind of like shut off from the world, but you totally commit, you help motivate people. And I just want to say that, you know, being on the show 
my diet is better than yours with you has been so much fun. And one of my favorite parts of it is your facial expressions. <laughs> like when I'm watching it at home, seeing all the shenanigans on TV, you're freaking hilarious. Well, you know, it's very interesting <laughs> about the show is so most people who know me, I mean, and even for myself, most of the time when I see myself, I am motivating you. I am yeah. like into the camera and I'm like, you can do this. And so I was in, you know, in our show, you, we have to bring people into this space of like real life. Yeah. So I'm not talking directly to them, but trying to get across the message, the same message while not looking at the camera, I must say was a challenge for me. And then the flip side of that is what people don't understand is when we do TV things, at least the host, yeah. I have an IFB in my ear and there's a bunch of chatter going on in the back. And then mm -hmm. I'm trying to listen to what you guys are saying, what the contestants are saying. And I, sometimes they're like, don't respond to that. So when yeah. I have to filter my mouth, the only thing I have is my face <laughs> to react. But I'll tell you another really interesting story. Yeah. So when I was in college, I pledged a fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. In our fraternities, we have line names and we have aliases. And, you know, when you go through this journey, which is a really tough journey, a pledge process, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different emotions that come up. You know, some days are happy, some days are sad, some days you're sleeping, some days you're not. You get, you're given tasks that mess with your brain. And so... One of the things that they called me was the man of many faces because you kind of have to stand hmm. in a line and you have to be extremely stoic. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, I like people would say something to me. I'd be like, what? <laughs> because in the beginning of this process, I was like, I don't know who you think I am. Like, yeah. I'm not like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. And yeah. so because I couldn't talk back, the only thing I had was my facial expressions. And so I actually learned to control my facial expressions as I got later in life, because a lot of times like people say you have to have the poker face or you're just in a situation where you don't want, like some people will say something. I don't want to be, want them to be turned off by what I'm thinking. So I yeah. learned to control that. However, in the show, I was like, I'm not filtering this because right. I'm like, you just said something absolutely crazy. So <laughs> since I couldn't talk, I used my face. <laughs> well, I was just, it, you have a different perspective when you're standing there filming it, don't you? And it's, it's amazing to see it show up on the other end when it's on TV. But I can tell you that I was just rolling watching you react to some of the things that happened. One of the things that's very interesting is every time. So I get the shows before we see them on Thursday because yeah. I have to write a blog. Yeah. And every time you come on the screen, now you have to take this as a complete, this is a compliment. Here we okay? go. Yeah. And I'm going to preface it by saying when I met Scott, here's a really interesting story about my life before I get to you. Yeah. My whole my entire life has been based on premonitions and mm. like every seven years, something happening that is uh, profound in my life. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I knew as a kid that I was a gay man. I was like, I knew. I mean, I didn't know as far as like. It wasn't about the like sexual thing. It was just more about what I was attracted, what I was attracted to, and what I'm just like. I'm completely into the feeling of me. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I connect to my feelings and my emotion. Now, don't worry. Tell, tell Allison not to worry. I'm not about to tell you how hot you are. I'm just <laughs> getting to my point. So I don't know if anyone remembers the cartoon The Tick. 
Yeah. You remember the tick? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know it and you're listening and watching me and April right now, you have to Google the tick. Old school. And I had the biggest crush on the cartoon, The Tick. This is like one of the craziest things you could ever imagine. You had a crush on a cartoon. I love it. A cartoon. Like, I, you know, I was a kid. Sure. So sure. It, for, it wasn't like a crush as far as like what we deem crushes to be now. It was just like, I'm really attracted to this thing in a way that I just love watching The Tick. So when I met Scott, I was like, Oh my God. Like he looks just like the tick. He does. Like he, he's the <laughs> human version of the tick, whatever. So now back to you. So when I watch my diet is better than yours, when I see it and I see, especially when you give Kurt a hug or when you're in the midst of teaching him something and you yeah. smile, I say, I look over at Scott cause most of the time he's watching it with me. I was like, Oh my God, he's like a cartoon and he's so happy. And I just <laughs> like, <laughs> I have been I called a cartoon like, before. So the thing is, I married a cartoon. So that's actually a compliment I to appreciate you. appreciate that. You're just, but your energy is just so wonderful and open. And, and I was just like, we need to make Abel into a cartoon. Like it would be a very <laughs> successful cartoon. Let's work on anyway. that. I, Sean, <laughs> you know, I appreciate that because it's, uh, it's something that you can probably relate to as a dancer, as a motivator, someone who's out there. Because one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that we have really bad days too. Like there is bad stuff happening all around us. There are tons of excuses, but given all that, we still have to show up and we have to motivate. And I always want to be seen as, as positive no matter what, you know, and you choose to show up that way. And I think one of the cool things about what you do is even though you have plenty of your own struggles, you're out there making sure that whoever is struggling with something, you're helping them and you're there for them, which helps you kind of just release yourself from your own struggles, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I feel like you have to be connected to self in order to move ahead. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's it's interesting. My podcast that I'm doing this week is about change and being naked and comfortable with who you are Mm -hmm. and knowing that these small steps no matter how small, even if it's just thinking that you want to change is actually successful. But it's very tough. I mean, I want to kind of go back a little bit to what you said about us being like kind of in a limelight situation. Mm -hmm. It's like you kind of always have to be in this place of you always have to be present. Um, I think that's what people want. And that's what most people, I think a lot of people, not most people, a lot of people fear about being in the present moment because we're always focused on trying to get to X. Mm-hmm. Like X marks the spot for everything. And so as a professional dancer, I learned to live in this moment because mm-hmm. as a dancer, you can't live 28 counts from now. Right. Because if you live 28 counts from now, you're going to be doing the wrong move. Mm-hmm. You're going to be somewhere on stage that you don't need to be. So Sometimes like people that says like sometimes like especially in my size workouts when I grab my shirt and I'm like just live like it's more than just living in the music. It's like I want you to live your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to live right now. And so as a dancer, like if the count is one and two, you can't be on three and four because you're going to look crazy, you know, (laughs) and that is very it represents your life. Yeah. You you have to live right now. Like if you're driving to work and you're preparing for something, mentally you have to be there. You can't prepare for what the response of the people you're presenting something to is going to be. Mm-hmm. So 
I hope I didn't go too far off track there. But no, not at all. But let me <laughs> let me ask you: How do you get in that mindset? Because every time I hang out with you, every time I see you, you're you're right there, and that's a skill, right? Because a lot of people, we all are able to get there, but it's harder for some people to get there than others. Some people do meditation, other people do dance, I do music. You know, there, there are things that you can kind of install in your day. So what are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're always showing up in the right mindset? What I do most of the time, see, I believe that life is a relay race. And if you go to, if you go to the Olympics or if you watch the Olympics on TV, especially track and field, mm-hmm. They always end with this four by 400 meter relay. Yeah, and I used to run that. <laughs> you're basically taking all these people that are competing against each other, even from the same country, mm-hmm. and you're saying, now you have to be on a team. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what we do throughout our entire life. We're constantly competing with us to make ourselves better. However, I believe, and this is what I do to achieve that constant present motion, if you are on a fitness journey or, for, or a weight loss journey, and for people who have you know bought the wild diet book or, you know, you're known as a fat burn man, the people who have followed you along this path cannot be afraid to look back and take the baton from the old them. Mm -hmm. And so all of my life struggles, I mean, I was molested as a kid. I moved out of my house when I was 14 years old. You know, I had to come out of the closet. All of these things, like most of the time people like constantly throw them back and they're like, Mm -hmm. I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Yes. You should get rid of the baggage. But let me tell you something. When I go into a situation like we did with my diet is better than yours and I didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and I'm, I was I'm back to being that shy kid because I'm like, I don't know. I actually look back to that shy kid and the experiences and I say, how did you get to this point? And I utilize all of my strengths, my struggles and lessons learned mm-hmm. from myself. And I reach back and I take that baton from the person before me who was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing is you give yourself strength as if you run the relays, relay race of life for yourself, you give yourself strength. Cause also in that relay race, when the person is very tired, handing you the baton, you have to run a little faster to pull them through to keep the momentum. And that simultaneously the person that's tired is reaching so that you can push forward. Mm-hmm. And so when I, the reason why I'm able to be like that all the time is because I'm constantly thinking about the things that made me strong that actually got me here today. Yeah. And when you really think about that, regardless of who inspired you to get to that point, you did it with you. Yeah. And that's the end game is that because I did it with me when I'm in that moment, I'm, I can be happy because I got here mm-hmm. by being 100% authentic to who I am. Yeah. No, you mentioned tired, right? And one of the things that I love about you and that that you say a lot is that the work begins when you're tired, when you're in the middle of that workout, no matter what it is. (laughs) It's so true. The time when you want to stop is when the actual work begins. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, how do we get better? Because the end of the day, when you are most exhausted is the moment you get better mm-hmm. because you have to reflect on what you did and you have to take the positives of that in order to move forward. But that's so. The, but the reason why I say the work doesn't begin until you get tired, at least in workout form, yeah. is because the minute you start moving your body, your heart starts to raise. Fatigue begins to set in, even if. It's the beginning, you know, like fatigue is starting to set because 
your body eventually is going, it's starting, starting to go uphill. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a competition and you know, I love tennis, like it's my favorite sport. Yeah. If you're in a competition, the minute you show your opponent that you're tired is the moment you lose. Yeah. Because they will start picking on your forehand or picking on your backhand. Mm-hmm. Now, in a workout, the moment you can't do another push-up or the moment your abs start burning, this is the moment where you need to start to celebrate. Most people are like, oh, my God, I hate this. I'm tired. That's the moment you need to celebrate. You want to know why? Because you have to be happy about the fact that you actually brought yourself to the moment of fatigue and failure because most people are afraid to even reach that challenge. And then when you get there, mm-hmm. this is you have to understand, there's always a reserve. It's surprising. You're starting to do a push-up. You're like, I can't do no more. But for some reason, you get up to the top. Mm -hmm. And then when you collapse, a lot of people think of that moment as the moment of failure when really it's just a plateau and a new beginning. Because in a workout, when you can't do another push-up and you take that break, you surprisingly take a couple seconds and you can do another one. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing about that is it's not about the work that you're doing in the moment. It's about your recovery time. How quick can you lift yourself up from, you know, a bad event or something that happened to you that was, you know, you kind of, it just wasn't a happy space for you. Yeah. It's that recovery time that is powerful. So I say the work doesn't begin until you get tired because not until you get tired will you see how strong you really are. And, you know, there's more and more science pointing to the pointing to the fact that you don't have to go out there and exercise for hours and hours every single day. It's really the the benefit that you get is when you challenge your fitness, you can upgrade your metabolism, give it a huge boost by basically getting to that point when you're gassed and then going a little bit more. (laughs) So like what, one of the things that, that I love and hate to do is uh, I'll do like Tabatas, right? I'll do very intense and it could be sprints. It could be one of my favorites is, is burpees. I did that this morning. So I'll do about five minutes of 20 seconds on 10 seconds rest. And I'll, I'll repeat that. And then by the end, I just go until I can't go anymore. So the last set is just epic and terrible. And by the time you're done, it's incredible. And you know what? I really didn't want to do it this morning. But let me ask you, what do you do when Sean T doesn't want to work out? Oh my gosh. I don't. But wait a minute. But wait, let me yeah, yeah. explain that. So for me, the reason why I don't is because I work out all the time. So sure. if my brain is like, I don't want to work out, boom. But there's another thing when I'm not feeling motivated to work out because there's a difference. There is. Not wanting to work out, your body is probably trying to tell you something. But if it's a motivational thing, you kind of have to push yourself through. So what I do I just pick something that I'm going to enjoy doing because mm-hmm. the majority of people, when they think of working out, they do think of like, I have to kill myself. So, I mean, I do my own workouts here. My gym is in this wall right behind me, yeah. you know, yeah. in, the, in the room right behind me. But I play tennis. I dance. I'll go for a run. I'll, you know, go for a hike if I want to, mm-hmm. or I'll do my workouts or I go to the gym and lift weights. Is sometimes the motivation is not that you don't want to work out. You just don't want to do the workout that you are about to do. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong, even if you are a CrossFitter champion, 
to go out and go for a walk that day or to stretch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I do is I always like to find something. And I tell people this in general. Find something that you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy throwing up after your workout, then do insanity. (laughs) If you want to like laugh and have a good time, do sides or hip hop abs. But I actually love your point where you're like, you know, I go hard for 10 minutes or however long you do it. Mm -hmm. Because especially for people who are starting on a weight loss journey, it's not about completing the full workout. Mm -hmm. It's about Mm -hmm. starting the workout. It's about, I met a guy at the airport one time. I was sitting, uh, I was waiting for the plane and I went to a restaurant and we were sitting there eating. And, you know, the the guy was, he was a big guy, bigger than Kurt. But most of the time, I don't, I I don't judge people where they are because I'm like, for all I know, this man could have already lost five pounds. But so I ordered my salad and I'm ordering like my proteins and I'm like eating well. And the man just looked at me and said, you know, can you help me? Mm-hmm. I didn't know him. He didn't know I was Sean T. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know. He just said, can you help me? And it was like, oh, my God. Like, even at this moment, I can, like, add tear up a little bit because yeah. I just like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But so I said to him, I said, here's your challenge. Tomorrow, do one minute of marching in place. Mm-hmm. The next day, do one minute of marching in place and do one minute of modified jumping jacks. And I said, for three weeks, just add one minute a day mm-hmm. of anything that you can do. Because I like to tell people, like, the X marks the spot, like that journey, while it's going to be great, but it's also like moving through quicksand to constantly look at that. But if you look at yesterday and you're like, you know, I did a minute yesterday and you focus on a small progressions forward, mm-hmm. that's where I feel you can become really successful. All right. So, Sean, I was uh, I was looking at some of the stuff that you recently wrote on on Twitter. And I love this because you said pet peeve alert when someone comes up to me at a party and says, I can't believe you eat carbs. Really? How should I respond? What? So tell me about that, because obviously some people know who you are. Other people don't. But everyone's asking you for advice. So (laughs) what's with that? So I was at a party. I was at a sweet 16. And when people see Sean T coming over, most of the time, they're like hawking at what I eat. It's like mm-hmm. I become completely abnormal and alien. But some guy literally walked up to me and was like, um, oh, my God, you actually have carbs on your plate? And I literally did a 360. I was like, <laughs> is he talking to me? You know, I was just like, but it happens all the time. Yeah. I'm just like, because people have this idea that carbs are bad for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. I mean, I had good carbs. I had vegetables. Mm -hmm. They didn't have sweet potatoes, but they had sweet potato fries. So I was like, I'm taking the next best thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were cooked in coconut oil or not. But, you know, you kind of just have to find the next best thing when you're at a party. And I don't know what else I had on my plate, but, you know, I think it was like rice. Yeah. You know, white rice or something. (gasps) Because I was just like, I mean, I was like, I need to find something. Yeah. But I was just like, and I have, and my portion sizes were good. So even if it's not the best food Mm -hmm. I need to eat, so I'm going to find the right portion sizes for the carbs so that I can feel good. But it is a pet peeve of mine because I'm just like, people, you have this idea that eating carbs are bad for you. And that, to me, is the number one problem with 
people, one of the number one problems, yeah. not one of the number one problems. <laughs> there are lots with of people number one problems. In their, yeah. In their weight gain journey. Yeah. Weight gain journey. Mm-hmm. I say not weight loss journey. I say weight, length, weight gain journey. Yeah. Because they try to eliminate all of these things. So they wake up in the morning. I'm not going to have a car. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a egg whites. Okay. Lunchtime comes around. My coworkers are there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a salad. I'm going to have a cob salad and I'm whatever. I'm not going to find a side of like good carb, you know, something. So then, you know, midday snack comes, you know, I'm going to be good. I'm in front of my coworkers. So by the end of the day, they have like deprived themselves of mm-hmm. all the foods that they should eat. Or even if, if, in my opinion, if it's not the best food to find something that's going to give them a little bit of energy. Yeah. They starve themselves throughout the day and then nighttime comes and then pizza sounds just amazing mm-hmm. or, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy sounds incredible. And that, and, and unfortunately that's kind of the mentality that we, I, I'm going to use we as a, a mm-hmm. community in life, in the world we have. And that's why it's a huge pet peeve of mine because I'm just like, people don't starve yourself. Like you have to eat. You have mm-hmm. to move forward. You have to give your body some energy. So that it's a huge pet peeve. Yeah. And I <laughs> I can't tell you how many people do the same thing with me, especially when we eat out. And one of the cool things is that, you know, especially uh, in our position, you get to eat out with a lot of other like fitness gurus and celebrities and stuff like that. And it's always surprising what shows up on their plate. But one thing that people don't realize is that Everyone is just a person. Everyone's ordering from restaurants sometimes. It's not perfect, and you have to do the best that you can. And you're, you're so right about, you know, some people hear that reducing carbs is beneficial. And I say that fairly often because for the average American, what reducing carbs means is getting away from processed carbs and exactly. sugars. When some people hear that and kind of take the incomplete advice, they're just like, oh, I shouldn't have any vegetables or tomatoes, or I should just focus on eating protein all the time or fat all the time. And that's what really gets people into such trouble is that, like you said, you'll just have egg whites in the morning and then you'll have like something random for lunch and you're you're spending all of your day avoiding food instead of focusing on fueling your body with the right things. And sweet potato, rice, those are awesome carbs in 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 meaningful quantities you know what I mean because you can you can go crazy with any of this but one of the coolest things about you know being with my wife Alice and traveling around the world is you see how so many people in different parts of the world eat and it is fantastically different from the way that we eat here but one of the biggest differences is that they're not ordering fried chicken by the bucket and they're not having pizza at the end of the day and they're not going out to fast food and their portion sizes are small and reasonable and they're eating fresh veggies and it's like man there are some things that are just healthy that you have to understand if you want to take your health back into your own hands so what are some things that you want to share with people who are listening that might surprise them um about food or just yeah let's let's talk about food for a second Oh, okay, great. So one of my biggest lessons when it came, when it comes to food was when I lived in Istanbul, Turkey. Mm-hmm. So I went to Istanbul to train an entire uh, gym staff on how to become better group exercise instructors and how to become better personal trainers. Mm-hmm. And so every night we would go out to eat. Now this is, this is in my 20s. So this was still at a time where fitness was really big yeah. and 
I can still eat whatever the heck I want. And I'm not going to show my abs on camera because, you know, whatever. <laughs> I had good ass. So. <laughs> really? So, so I, I literally went to. We would I would train these people and then they would just say, hey, would you like to go out to dinner? So I would go to dinner and it was a mind blowing like culture shock experience for me because. They did have a lot of bread. They did have all of these things. Mm-hmm. But the portion control that these people had and the and the speed at which they ate yeah. was unbelievable. Food and eating was an event that mm-hmm. you took your time doing and you took your time ordering the food and like making sure that everyone could enjoy different parts of the food and they didn't overeat and for me, I, you know, I'm from the family where it was like, if you put it on your plate, you have to eat it all. There was mm-hmm. no such thing as portion control. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first when I started to travel the world. And I was like, wow, like it was my first, believe it or not, it was my first big um, aha moment. And portion control and food mm-hmm. should be always a celebrated moment. And they had tons of proteins. I mean, the food was really good, but even like when they brought the bread to the table, mm-hmm. people weren't being like scavengers and like <laughs> down right. the bread. It was like one piece of bread mm-hmm. with, you know, you know, they eat hummus and they have like different kind of Mediterranean foods and it was tons of vegetables. And, and that was my big aha moment when it comes to portion control. And I think that for me played a really big factor in to just moving forward when it comes to nutrition is mm-hmm. you have to celebrate food. That's why I love, that's one of the reasons why I loved doing my diet is better than yours. Yeah. And I loved yeah. you and especially, um, uh, Dawn, the superfood swap diet, mm-hmm. not to say that, you know, everyone else had, you know, their programs were great and everything, but you guys like, really celebrated food. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the lesson. If you make food a celebratory moment every time you eat and to slow down and to enjoy it, your your body won't get full as fast. You won't be just like, you know, just Mm -hmm. putting things in your body so that your brain doesn't even have enough time to process what you're actually eating and when you're full. So that was another. And another little quick fun fact about... Istanbul. Yeah. So when I turned 17 years old, I started to get these crazy allergies from plums, peaches, pears, apples. I mean, I couldn't eat any fruit that you could bite into, kiwi even with the seeds. Hmm. And I would start to get this allergy. But I went to Istanbul and I was like, I wonder if it has anything to do with the way the 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 fruits are grown in places in the United States. So at breakfast one day I ordered and just an apple juice, like a fresh apple juice where they take the apple and make Mm -hmm. juice. And I was like, I'm going to drink this and I might regret it, but, and I drank it and it was so good. I didn't have any allergy. Wow. And that was another thing that was a big eye opening experience to how different cultures raise their produce differently. And that really got, got me into like really wanting to focus on eating right and celebrating the food and, Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to eat even things that I probably shouldn't eat. Yeah. Well, that's so true, isn't it? It's, um, and, and it's fascinating. I've shared this experience with a lot of different people. I don't typically eat bread in the U.S., especially if I'm eating out. I might have a little bite or two or whatever just to taste it. But 
in other parts of the world, what bread does to me here, it doesn't happen there. They're preparing it differently. They're using different grains. They're soaking, they're sprouting, they're doing all the traditional things that you should do with food that America kind of skips over these days. And it's it's so tragic, but I think it really is, it's starting to get better. Now, let me, let me ask you this, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize this. They see you know, you on the cover of, of health magazines and fitness magazines, you have obviously one of the best physiques out there, but that hasn't always been true. You were overweight at one point. Yeah. So one point I was 50 pounds overweight. Um, and that's what really kind of started this entire fitness journey Yeah, is, you know, I was an athlete. I ran track, I got scholarships. I mean, I was, you know, won gold medals and I ended up really focusing on academics instead of sport. Mm-hmm. And combined with, you know, growing up in a family that wasn't necessarily wealthy. Mm-hmm. So we would eat bad food, but we didn't have a lot of it. But I was also active. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just I went to, to college and we get these food cards, right. you know, you yeah. just swipe in the cafeteria. And let me tell you something. Your boy, Sean T. went ham on these not little man. That's another for people watching. That's another saying. Like I went crazy. You went on ham on it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I went ham. They had big ziti and pizza and you know every kind of thing you wanted. You had the ice cream. Yeah. And this is amazing for me because it, my family wasn't struggling. You know, we didn't have to ration out food for the next day. I could just eat whatever I want. And instead of gaining a freshman 15, I gained a freshman 50. Wow. And but that very first semester of my sophomore year, I looked in the mirror and I was very unhappy with what I saw Mm -hmm. and more unhappy with the way that I felt about what I was seeing in my internal feeling. And so I just started going to the gym and I would just do what I would know what I was known to do, which was run. Mm -hmm. And I ran for a little bit. And then when I got comfortable and I felt good, I started going to the weight room. But it was a moment when I lost seven pounds and I said, oh, my goodness, like I feel good. I'm nowhere near my 180 whatever pounds that I want to be, but I feel really, really good. And I literally said to myself, snap, and I said, if I can make everybody feel like this, I would do this for the rest of my life. And so that's how... I got on a fitness journey and I connected to every pound, you know, like, so going through the show, my diet is better than yours. When we all know that it's not ultimately about the scale, right? We do know that. But what I want people to understand is even though it's not about the scale and the number today, when you do step on a scale attached to how you feel about how you got there Mm -hmm. and connect to the the positive things and the pros that to what got you there. So if you're like this week, you know, Kurt would come to the scale and be like, I ate bacon cheeseburgers and he was chasing bacon around the field. (laughs) I eat you. And who me? Yeah, you. (laughs) uh, So if you haven't watched the show, which I'm sure you have, you need to watch it because my cartoon Abel dresses up as bacon. (laughs) But And even in this week's coming episode, like he talks about, I'm eating bacon cheeseburgers. Like that was a positive thing for him that actually is helping him lose weight. And so I want people to like understand that these are like the feeling that you get as you go along the way. Remember those feelings and and carry that on to the next stage. So, you know, that's what I did. And I started dancing. First dance class that I ever took was one that I taught. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of engulfed myself in this world 
And it just kind of prolonged from there. And that's really how I got to where I am today. It's all because of a feeling because I'm a very emotional guy. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I love about what you do is that you really bring the the artist's mentality to movement. You see it as kind of like a way to practice joy with other people and you share that with other people. And that's it's so cool, you know, seeing people really get results that way, because if you can hook them in by getting them happy to move, then all of a sudden it's a lot easier to look at your breakfast differently, to start eating in a healthy way. So what are some of the things that you've seen from people who might have started at X and ended up somewhere amazing? So the biggest things that I've seen was, so for me, like, and you know, everyone's philosophy is different, but if I have someone that started over 300 pounds, especially like in that 350 range, yeah. I don't immediately take everything out of their diet. Mm-hmm. I, I start small. I say, okay, let's understand what you're eating and, and trade me. You give away one meal for mm-hmm. one meal that I can give you that's going to be healthy. And so, you know, I start to see them progress in like where people would eat literally pizza and French fries and, you know, these hoagies, mm-hmm. like for every meal, just change that first meal. They just change breakfast from the leftover pizza the night before to whatever, you know, it could be eggs or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, just from that one meal and a little workout, they see some results. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, let's add, instead of, you know, taking down a, a Coke Mm -hmm. or a diet Coke, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what they think is right. I was like, let's trade me for some water or some green tea, like trade me something. Mm -hmm. Did they take that out and add a little workout? And this is like the best thing for me to see someone not be super deprived out of the gate, Mm -hmm. but just to kind of slowly wean themselves off of things that they thought were giving them results and it's not. And so to me, that's the best things. It happens with food and it happens internally with their body. Mm -hmm. People couldn't do a pushup. They can't hold a plank. They can't jump. They say their knees hurt. And then to see them get stronger and fight through the pain that's only really there because of their weight and to say to lose 30 pounds, like, oh, my God, my knees don't hurt anymore because mm-hmm. you're stronger. You're strengthening your muscles. In my journey, the thing that makes me feel really good and complete about a client is just to see day by day their fight, their face just brightening up mm-hmm. from realizing that they're making successful steps and that they actually attach to the self and to their mind and say, you know, I can do this because mm-hmm. that's the ultimate um, marker. When they say to themselves that I can do this, because if you can do it, like if you actually believe that you can do it, you know, not saying that struggles won't still be there, but the belief system in Mm -hmm. self is the most powerful thing you ever have. I mean, look, Abel, if we were dating, you know, don't (laughs) worry, I'm saying this for podcast purposes. Go for it. But if you were always like, oh, Sean, I, you know, I think you're so good looking or your body looks great. If I don't believe it, it means nothing. Yeah. But if I actually believe it in myself, you know, we go out on a great date that night because mm-hmm. I actually believe it. You know what I'm saying? So I tell people like, you have to believe it. And we as trainers and motivators and authors, I mean, we can give you all the information. We can come into your house and actually put you through the exercises. Mm-hmm. But is it going to be sustainable? And the only reason it's going to be sustainable and long-term is if you actually 
believe that you can do it and that you are powerful. And, you know, my podcast is Trust and Believe because I just believe in humans. And I believe that I believe that you can always if you're feeling bad, it's, it's it's a thin line between feeling bad and feeling good. They say it's a thin line between love and hate. And that thin line is just the belief in yourself. And, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. And how do we get there? It is. And good thing <laughs> that you have one. And, and it's great, by the way. But let me, we are coming up on time. I have a couple more things that I want to ask you. You, uh, I, I think a lot of people kind of throw it around. They're just like, Shanti's in great shape. It's really easy for him to exercise. They kind of make an excuse where they're injured, they're hurt or whatever. But you get hurt too. You get sick too. How do you, how do you make sure that you still stay in Shanti shape when bad things happen? Great question. So, um, something, so right before I shot the men's health cover, yeah. like for me, this is one of the biggest achievements of, you know, magazine cause men's health is like, yeah, why, you know? So I was on this weight loss journey. I was like, not weight loss journey. I was just, you know, trying to lean my body to, you know, <laughs> sure. magazine ready. Cause yeah. it's a difference. You know, I've still got that six pack all the time, but you know, magazine cover ready is a whole different thing. Yeah. So I was playing tennis one day and I pulled my calf three and a half weeks before I had to shoot. Now, if you know me, you know, I love to jump up and down Mm -hmm. and I love to like kill myself, but that was a big (laughs) barrier and hurdle. I was like, I love to dance. Like cardio is my everything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, how am I going to do this? I have this huge event coming up to do a photo shoot for the biggest, you know, fitness magazine. Mm-hmm. And I just had to improvise. So everything happened on one leg. I got out my weights. I did Tabata with weights. I did my push ups. I did chair dips. I did pull ups. I did everything. I just had to become creative mm-hmm. in my space because with a pull calf muscle, there's not much you can do, mm-hmm. but there is much you can do. Yeah. So if you're out there and, you know, you get sick or you get a cold, now that's something where you have to assess your body and say, okay, I need to take a rest because mm-hmm. rest is just as important as the work, yeah. you know? So we have to understand that. But if you have a knee issue, there's always a way. But here's a really amazing story for me mm-hmm. that kind of just recirculated itself. So when I come out with hip hop abs and it got really successful in the States, I had to go to Canada mm-hmm. to do like their home shopping network, which is kind of like their QVC kind of yeah. thing. And I was, and so when you go on these shows, you talk to people who call in and they, you know, who have the program. And one woman was like, you know, Shanti, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I lost 35 pounds at your programs and or with hip hop abs. And, you know, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, I was like, so what's your favorite thing? You know, tell the people who are listening, like, what did you love doing? What did you love about the program? And she was like, well, I'm in a wheelchair. So when you pump to the right, I just rolled to the left and I kept my arms moving. And I was like, no way. Oh, my goodness. Like we had this. I I didn't expect that. And then that's not that same story, but it just kind of recirculated itself. I had someone send me an email. Says Shanti, I love teaching size. It's so fun. My class loves it. And I'm the only instructor where I live that teaches in a wheelchair. Wow. You immediately 
see people and think that they have a barrier. And I'm yeah. telling you, it goes back to what we were saying. When the work, the work doesn't begin until you get tired. When the going gets tough, there's a way. And you have to believe in yourself. And like, I look at these people and I talk to these people who have these stories and they really empower me and inspire me to keep going, to be able to let people know, I'm telling you, you think a broken finger, like I did something to my finger yesterday or (laughs) an arm, you know, like these minute things that can actually get better. And then you hear people who teach class and lose weight while they're in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's possible. You can make it happen. So. That is so freaking cool. I love it. Well, we're just about out of time, Sean. But before we go, please tell folks where they can find you and the cool stuff that you're working on. Oh, thanks. So you can find me at Sean T Fitness everywhere. Um, so <laughs> Facebook is S-H-A-U-N-T fitness.com. Twitter and Instagram are the same handles. And you can go to Sean T fitness.com to see everything that I have. I have a food program. It's called Prepped Foods. You can check that out. You can buy all my programs at shantifitness.com. And you can definitely check out my podcast at shantifitness.com slash podcast. And it's also available on iTunes. So thank you so much. Right on. Sean, this was such a blast. You're inspiring millions of people. You already know that. But folks, if you're listening and you haven't checked out Sean's work and you need a good workout, he's your man. So Sean, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. I able, you know, I think you're just wonderful. And for everyone out there that's that is listening right now, continue to do the best that you can do because your best right now is all you have. And you have to always trust and believe in who you are. Trust and believe it, baby. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and future greens. You want my number one health tip right now? Get your greens in every single day. I've been getting my greens on every day for coming up on, well, almost every day, let's be honest, for coming up on almost 10 years now, and I believe it makes a monumental difference to my health, performance, and overall well-being. Why? Well, most of us eat too many acidic foods like meat, dairy, or sugar and other junk carbs, leading to an unbalanced pH level in the body and more than our fair share of toxins. I don't know if you've ever tried greens supplements, but most of them taste terrible, like fish tank. And if it doesn't taste good, I won't drink it, no matter how good it is for me, especially if you're talking every day. There are tons of supplements out there packed with cheap fats, sugar, fillers, and caffeine, but we have a much better option if you're looking to increase your energy and your health. So when Allison and I are on the road, we always take Future Greens. Future Greens is a concentrated superfood powder made from 15 organic fruits and vegetables, plus six additional superfoods, as well as digestive enzymes. So in less than 60 seconds, you can get the nutrition of over 20 fruits, veggies, and adaptogens, all with less than one gram of sugar. Future Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, and filling prebiotic fiber from whole, organic veggies, sprouts, algaes, and berries, including kale, beet, parsley, collard greens, cauliflower sprouts, broccoli sprouts, spirulina, chlorella, blueberries, raspberries, and much more. Imagine the time and expense it would take you to buy and prepare all those foods separately. Trust us, we've tried, and Future Greens makes it a heck of a lot easier. 
Our ingredients are harvested at peak freshness and potency and immediately concentrated and dried using cool temperature processes that preserve the energetic and nutritional integrity of all the ingredients. Whether you're looking to strengthen your immunity, cleanse your system of toxins, alkalize your body, diversify your diet, or boost your energy without caffeine, Future Greens is your new best friend. And as a listener of Fat Burning Man, you can get a 20% discount to try Future Greens yourself. So to get Future Greens from Wild Superfoods and your special Fat Burning Man deal, just visit fatburningman.com forward slash greens to get 20% off when you subscribe and save. On top of that, you'll get an extra bonus that I can't even tell you about right now. But just visit fatburningman.com forward slash greens. We'll see you there. Before you go, don't forget to grab your listener discount on our 30-day fat loss plan. In this plan, we share 30 days of mouth-watering wild diet meal plans that are designed to help you drop fat with real food. The meal plans are paleo-friendly, easy to make, and literally the meals that my wife Allison and I eat just about every day and night to stay lean, fit, and happy. In the program, you'll get the most effective method of meal and nutrient timing to best stimulate fat loss and muscle recovery, the truth about how much protein you really need for your body type, 30 days of specific healthy fat-burning meal plans as a done-for-you nutrition strategy, and tons more. If you check it out today, you'll even get a listener discount. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. That's the number 30, D-A-Y-S. Once again, that's fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fat Burning Man. If you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the podcast app, or wherever else you might be listening to or watching this show. Got a second? please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I always love hearing from you. And if you think someone else might like and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or with a family member. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at FatBurnMan and Facebook by typing in Abel James or FatBurningMan. Drop me a line anytime. Did you know that I've recorded over 150 episodes of Fat Burning Man, winning four awards in independent media and hitting number one in more than eight countries? And here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode for free. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. I'll give you a second to type it in, fatburningman.com. And you'll get all the show notes in video and audio versions for all the past episodes of Fat Burning Man. Better yet, enter your best email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide to start burning fat right now and a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now, enter your best email to get your free fat burning download straight to your inbox and make sure that you never miss a show again. This is Abel James signing off. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.